Hi, it's Madi Soul, your rebel guide to living a life of freedom abroad, bringing you an episode of Roaming the Now, where entrepreneurs, coaches, and mentors come together to give you a behind-the-scenes look at the real and raw experience of setting out to a new country and building a life and business abroad. If you're curious about your unique personality while living abroad, take the Living Abroad Persona Quiz at quiz.connectwithmarisol.com to discover your unique living abroad persona type. Make sure to like and subscribe to Roaming the Now. Enjoy! Hello and welcome to another episode of Roaming the Now. This is your host, Marisol, and today I have Alison Forrest joining us from Germany. Hello! Hi, wonderful to be here. (laughs) So good to have you here. So I'm really excited to talk about today's topic, which is about should you quit your job if you're experiencing burnout? Because Alison has a very unique experience with this. And I think her perspective will be really valuable to just give some insight and perspective on whoever's really exploring this. But before we jump into this, I would love for you to share a little bit about you, your background, where you're from, and just your journey. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah, I'm not giving any advice for people to quit their job. But yeah, it's just just my journey, actually, um, through burnout and out the other side, finally. Um, yeah, so I'm Alison Forrest. I'm an Australian. This is my accent. <laughs> um, I've been living in Germany, though, for about 10 years, 11 years. I moved here mid uh, 2012. I've been in funds management and investment banking for over 17 years in Australia, in New Zealand, and in Germany, and then all the way across Europe. And I was managing people in teams and on boards and CFO positions of really large projects. Um, I spent some time in Taiwan as well, and we'll get to that a little bit later, (laughs) spoiler alert. Um, But uh, yeah, I am now a leadership and career development coach for women in particular and emerging talent. So I really coach 95% women um, on leadership and, and their career. So whether that's finding their purpose and passion or, um, you know, looking to change careers potentially. Um, I do all of that with my clients and I absolutely love it. I made the decision to do that in 2019 and just haven't looked back. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for sharing the, the snippets of the journey. So if we're thinking about burnout and just kind of your experience with that and also have the fact that like your job did bring you Abroad, right like your yeah your job actually originally brought you abroad um why don't we talk a little bit and explore that yeah I mean I've, I've always loved living overseas so like my decision to move to Germany in 2012 like that was you know because I just wanted to explore Europe because I just spent all of my holidays and all of my time traveling over here so I I knew from past experiences that I loved um living overseas I'd lived in Switzerland before in England um so I knew I was up, up for the challenge. Um, so I moved over here and then I learned German and I found some amazing friends as soon as I moved here, like literally in the first week. I was so lucky. <laughs> so I had a really good, strong support base in Germany. Um, absolutely love them still to this day. They're, they're still around. They're expats, a lot of them, but they're, they're still around in Germany. So um, yeah, I was working oh, for about six or seven years Um, And my last job was in investment banking around Europe. So it was always pretty high stress. Um, There's lots of travel. So Monday to Friday, I was traveling like every single day all the way around Europe for board meetings and other meetings. And my team was in London and Edinburgh. So I was always flipping back and forth between those guys. And 
I was always getting more and more work. So, you know, with investment banks, you're successful at one thing and they're like, hey, Alison, we've got this other project. Do you want to do that one as well? And this one as well, and this one as well. So I was, I was loading up, but I actually really enjoyed myself. I could kind of take a step back and say, this is really cool. I'm doing really interesting things. I um, could, you know, do whatever I wanted really. Like it was a very entrepreneurial sort of atmosphere. So I was loving it, highly stressed. And like weekends, I would just kind of dive into my bed and not, not come out for hours and hours. Um, but at the end of the day, I could say, yeah, this is, this is really cool. And then because it was all going so well, I thought, what's the next challenge? You know, what's the next step on the career ladder? And um, that was when I put my hand up for a really significant role in Taiwan. Um, so I was with the same company, but with different people. And um, unfortunately for me, that turned out to be a really toxic work environment. So um, there was some really micromanagement there. So coming from an entrepreneurial mindset to extreme micromanagement, um, I didn't have any of my friends there. I'd just broken up with my boyfriend to move overseas. Um, yeah, it, it just sort of all started to come apart, really. So what was flirting with burnout, that was sort of the, the, the straw that broke the camel's back and kind of sent me off into this, this negative spiral when I was over in Taiwan, unfortunately. So that was, that was a, a pretty heavy time in my life. I, I've never experienced anything like it, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you like work through burnout? And I also just want to say, like, I think this is really important to note that like not all moves go well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I mean, they had in the past and I was like, yeah, let's do this. What's next? <laughs> It'll be fine. It always has been fine. But uh, yeah, this time, unfortunately, it wasn't. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah. And I, I think it's kind of like we have this idea of like, oh, like, you know, you have a good streak, but I think this is really good to know that like, no, like not all expat moves go well. Sometimes you move and you're like, wow, okay, this actually is not the most ideal environment for me. Like this was cool, exciting, right? But it didn't yeah. work out. But you know, you're you're back in Germany, so I always say you can always go back to the places that are supportive to you and that you like. Yeah. <laughs> um, but certainly back to burnout. So when you found yourself in this place of you're in a foreign country, it was not the exciting, the positive expat experience that you were used to, and you were, you know, in this space, like, how did you begin to work through it? Like, what, what were kind of, what did that look like? Yeah, I mean, I, I really didn't recognize myself quite quickly um, in the first couple of months, you know, I was having a little bit of a tough time. And then, oh, like, I, I'd never had depression before or anything like that. And so I'm not, not sure what it really looked like or what it, what it was really like. And my burnout hasn't been diagnosed, but now I've been doing research and looking back and going, holy cow, <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I was experiencing. So it was very much, um, you know, I was making mistakes all the time, um, really, really errors that I would look back on the next day and go, how on earth did I come up with that answer? And as CFO, you know, you can't make <laughs> any, any sort of mistakes. And I wasn't going out with any of the people on my team. So there were really nice, supportive people there. Um, but I almost became paranoid about them as well. Um, so I wasn't going out with them. And I'm a very sociable person. So I would just sort of stay at home. You know, the country and the people there, the locals, they're, you know, beautiful landscape, beautiful people, amazing food. But I just wasn't going out of my apartment at all. I was just staying in every single weekend. 
you know, I wasn't exercising at all. I was eating everything in sight. I was drinking too much alcohol and just, just my body was falling apart as well as my mind. And then my self-confidence was just, just spiraling. You know, I felt as though I couldn't do anything right. You know, everyone was against me. Um, and these are feelings that I had never, never experienced before. So it was, it was quite shocking to, to go through something like that because I'm usually extroverted, confident, you know, do anything, it'll all be fine. Everything is figure outable um, until it wasn't. And um, I guess I'm really lucky because in that time I had to travel back quite often to Europe still for board meetings. And so I could spend a week or two in Europe away from that environment and talk to my friends and cry on their shoulders. And they would say, Ali, I've never seen you like this. Oh my goodness. But I could, I could talk to them and sort of say, you know, I need to get out, but I don't know what to do. Because I sort of discovered now that when you're in burnout, um, the chemicals in your brain change. And so it's like this dampening cloud over you. So you can't see the opportunities in front of you. You can't see a way out. And you think you're stuck in this, in this sort of vortex of negativity. Um, so when I was over in Europe, I was actually able to move away from that. So the dark clouds started to lift a little bit and I had my really supportive friends there with me so I could start talking to them about, you know, what, what could possibly come next. And that was when um, I had a, a meeting with a, a coach just by chance over in Hong Kong. And um, he just, I, I told him about the problems I was having and he just validated everything I was feeling <laughs> just so simply. And I just thought, oh my goodness, like I, this, this is normal to be feeling this way in this type of situation. Um, and from then on, I just thought, okay, I need to do something about this. And I want to become a coach myself because I don't want any other women feeling as helpless as I did right then. And so Whenever I went back to Europe after that, I would talk to my friends and say, okay, so what might this coaching business look like? You know, like little steps forward of, you know, what could happen? What could be next? So that when I did say, all right, I'm out, <laughs> um, you know, I did have something to look forward to um, that could sort of help me pull me out the, the darkness that had engulfed me over there. So that was kind of the start of, of really getting out of that. And I just knew that I had to leave because... Um, yeah, my happiness was worth more than anything, um, anything more than my 17 years of career, anything more than, you know, living overseas, you know, I'd find a way back somehow, <laughs> um, you know, everything was figure outable, but I just had to get out of there if I, if I wanted to be happy. Um, so that, that is how I just made the 180 degree move <laughs> into coaching. It shocked me. I never thought of being a coach before that moment. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And I feel like a lot of what you said is really relatable. I burnt out when I was working in tech in San Francisco in a startup environment. And honestly, like I really 100% understand. I didn't see the possibilities. I just was like, I need to get out of here. You know, I realized I live in a toxic work environment similar to what you said, but it was like, you know, coaching, like as I always say to people, like I really actually had never hired a coach or experienced coaching until yeah, I really went to coaching school. <laughs> and I always... <laughs> I always tell everyone like, um, yeah, I know. Like they're like, how did you become a coach? Like, did you work with a coach? Did you, I go, actually, I decided that I wanted to help people who were, you know, similar to me, right? And that's evolved as as I've grown on my journey. But 
I was figuring out like, how can I help people, right? Because I had started off with yoga teacher training and then I was like, okay, well, I want to help people like more from a like conscious, you know, standpoint, like, you know, physical movement is beautiful. And I think it's like a first step, right? Like we cultivate that mind body connection through the physical movement and then we're ready to move more into like the emotional like psychological aspects at least in my experience but I've also like learned that people in burnout when you are so disconnected because it's like a disconnect like there is a little bit of a period where you need to find something to connect yourself with yourself and that can look like physical movement it can look like art it can, it can be anything that kind of just really connects you with you and then you move into that next step and and I was just asking people, like, how do I help people without having to go to school to be a therapist? <laughs> that was literally the question that I asked for, like, three months. <laughs> and then coaching found me. And then I was like, okay, I guess this is the way. And it's been a really cool involvement. And, you know, to your note of what you're saying, like, I don't necessarily think you have to quit your job. I think this is something that, you know, when you're feeling burnt out, you really kind of just when you really uncover like who you are, what's important to you and what work environment you want to be in, it actually doesn't necessarily look like quitting your job or quitting nine to five. It may look like just putting yourself in a different work environment. Like that was something I really um, learned from career coaching early on is it's not always necessarily about quitting. It's just about reevaluating and getting really clear and being able to like express what you need. And, and is that possible in where you work or like, is it not possible? And then using that as that information to move forward and it's been interesting because it really is just the burnout clouds your judgment so much that you can't think clearly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it can affect you for a long time as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I sort of, I realized that happiness, you know, and trusting my team as well was really important to me. So this micromanaging wasn't working. So, you know, I sort of said, okay, that's it. And I came back to Germany and um, I thought, okay, Maybe I can find uh, another job in the same company. So I had a little look, but it's just like, I need to take a step back for a little while. You know, I thought at that time I wanted to be a coach, but it's like, I need to take a step back and just figure out what it is that I want to be doing. I need to get back to normal because I was not my normal self. So as you said, you know, I, I took about six months out and I was just going on walks and exercising more and you know I found an apartment and got a treadmill and you know all of that kind of stuff went walks on the on the on the um, river here and you know met up with friends and just just calmed down a bit for a while and then I thought yeah I, I need I need some coaching because um, yeah like you I'd, I'd had that one experience um, with that coach who kind of convinced me um, without trying to to become a coach but before that I'd never even read a self-help book I'd sort of tried reading one or two and it's like this is not this is not resonating this is not for me <laughs> it's like what are they trying to tell me I I need an answer right now this is this is too much um, so I'd never been into it and then I, I started studying coaching and within a couple of months my brain was changing like I could feel myself getting much calmer and um, you know more introspective and like very much into metacognition you know thinking about thinking you know why am I thinking like this getting curious trying not to judge myself so much because I was judging myself so much particularly because of this burnout experience it's like could I have done something different should I have done something differently um, so when I started studying coaching it really became evident to me that this this was the right path for me um, you know, I, I sometimes think, yeah, maybe I, I should go back into finance because I do miss, you know, some of the buzz and the people and working in big corporations and things like that. 
But I guess now as a coach, I've sort of been exploring the idea and it's like, okay, was that really a strength? Like I'd spent 17 years doing this finance stuff. And now I think it was a skill rather than a strength in terms of like a strength is something that you do that gives you strength. And I don't think finance ever really gave me strength. It was a skill. I could do it all day long, but um, it never gave me energy the way coaching does. So Mm. it's fascinating to kind of look at the journey (laughs) that your mind goes through and your discovery goes through um, as you, as you change jobs and just try to figure out what it is that you want to do with your life. You know, it's a big question. Yeah, it's so interesting you bring that up because today I was like kind of sitting in reflection because I've been doing some consulting work for an organization and it's for a corporate organization. And so it's like the corporate, you know, organization. It's it's the way everything runs. And, you know, there's been some things coming up where I've been like making mistakes. And, you know, as, as a coach, um, as someone in the learning mindset, I'm like, okay, like what is there to learn about this? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is actually, like, and, you know, because I was feeling a little frustrated and I was like, oh, well, this is actually what happened to me all the time when I was in the corporate world. Like, I am not the best at super detail-oriented spreadsheet, like mundane tasks. That's not where I shine. I really have to try hard. And it really kind of frustrates me because it's just like, it's not my area of genius. Like my area of genius is working with people, facilitating, creating experiences, supporting guidance, teaching. And so, you know, as I was sitting in the moment of like holding space for all those emotions, I was like, oh, well, this is actually like, it was a reminder of like, why I don't thrive in a corporate nine to five space is because there are all of these like tasks like like you know put on me that um I'm I'm not great at <laughs> like it could be a skill right it could be a skill but it's actually not that skill that I want to develop because it doesn't matter yeah. yeah absolutely I mean ideally we'd, we'd all be doing jobs that just use our strengths as much as possible 90% of the time we use our strengths you know, that there's a great little exercise that you can do. Marcus Buckingham, who had a lot to do with like the strength strengths finder. Um, I think he calls it the red thread. And so you get a piece of paper, left-hand side, you say, okay, love it. And then right-hand side, loathe it. And for a week, you know, write down the activities that you do in your job that give you energy, that you love, like you, you lose time and you just feel empowered afterwards. And, oh, I could do this all day. Oh, my goodness. You get goosebumps. And then down the other side, it's like loathed it. You know, I was putting it off. I was procrastinating like a demon. I tried to delegate everything or I just deleted it all and put it in the bottom drawer. (laughs) And, you know, yeah, we all have stuff like that, admin bits and pieces. But hopefully, you know, we're, we're doing more things in the loved it column than not. And if you're not, then (laughs) maybe have a little look at your career. (laughs) Yeah. I love yeah. that. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that because that is really insightful. Like, red, you call those red string Red? Yeah, red, the red thread. Yeah, yeah. Red. Okay, great. So, red thread for a week track. What do you love doing? What energizes you? And then mm. on the column, what do you not love doing? And I think that this is really powerful because if you're in a job, you can kind of use that to just really keep track of, you know, helping you gain insight on what to do yeah. next. Also, if you're an entrepreneur, it can help you get insight on. What do you want to delegate? Because there are actually some things in my business I delegate to someone else. I'm like, I don't want to touch it. I don't want to do it. Yep. <laughs> Help me, please. I'm happy to pay you to do this because I know this is not the thing that I want to do. Like, let me focus on my genius. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's also good for career development. So, like, if if you're if you're getting burnout from a particular position, 
and then you do this loved it, loathed it. You know, is there a way that you can tweak your position or find something else in that company, as you were talking about before, that you can use more of this loved it side um, and kind of develop your ideal role within a company that you love, um, but you just had a tough time in? Because, you know, when we love things, you know, they give us energy. It's, it's hard to get really burnt out if we love things because um, a lot of the time burnout is is what's going on in our head <laughs> it's the mm-hmm. stories that we're telling ourselves it's the pressure we put ourselves under it's the judgment it's all that kind of stuff that really um, can really bring us down so yeah hopefully we can we can lift ourselves up with this energizing um, loved it red thread yeah 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 and on that night like as I've been experimenting with this and everything just like giving yourself permission to do the things that you love and really building something around the things that you love is possible like you don't have to you don't I mean you don't have to forever force yourself to do the things that you actually don't want to do that don't energize you and yeah. the minute you can slip into just I'm going to give my permission to really focus my energy on the things that energize me that's really when I feel like everyone gets that zone of genius or like the magic or like you can call it the quantum leap like that's yeah. what happens is when you really just hey I get to do the things that I love and I'm it's going to be a journey it's not always going to be straightforward but I'm really just going to like focus my energy on it mm-hmm. yeah absolutely love that yeah, yeah. Yeah, it can be so easy to know what we don't like, but it's really hard sometimes to find out what we do like. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, giving giving that a, a go and some thought um, is a nice start, particularly if, if you have been through burnout. You know, you need somewhere positive and empowering to start because um, it can take some time. It, it took me like 18 months before I started talking about my my feelings about burnout and failure um, with my coach because I just didn't want to face them. You know, there was this, this dark shadow at the corner of my eye. And I thought, you know, how can I become a leadership coach for women when I failed? And there was this big, big failure shadow at the corner of my eye. I, I didn't want to look at it um, until, you know, a coach said, you know, what would it look like to actually bring that closer to you and, you know, explore it a bit more, get curious. And, you know, how could you use that knowledge and that information now to help other people in your coaching practice, for instance? So sometimes what we think is a weakness can actually turn into a strength as well. You never know where it's going to come from. So always be on the lookout. <laughs> always be on yeah. the lookout. <laughs> yeah, no, on an episode that um, is part of season one, um, I had a guest talk about what is shadow work and she was sharing how shadow work is actually your untapped potential. It's actually like your shadows are a guide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your potential. Um, and it's just really powerful. And I always share this with everyone, like shadow work is quite literally the work that has transformed my life, the way that I see myself, my relationship with others. It's quite transformational. We don't like, you really don't want to touch it, right? Because it's like, yeah. and like everyone's like, the shadow is dark and it's sticky and it's icky and it's uncomfortable. But what it's am like, I going to uncover? <laughs> yes. But on the other side of that, is really that it's your untapped, it's your potential, it's the untapped potential, it's like the unique thing, like I feel like you came here to shine or do, like it's, it's really powerful, but you know, as you said, it, it takes time, like you're not gonna, like, I feel like when it comes to my journey of shadow work, like I only really, really started focusing on it last year, and that was maybe two, two years past coach training, maybe like a year, like, I, like it was a while, because I just, I didn't want to see my, like, I didn't want to see it. I didn't want to work with it. But now on the other side, I'm like, okay, that's why I always tell everyone just like respect your journey and like respect your timeline. When it's, when it's time to work on it, you do. But 
when we try to like force that personal development process, it can get kind of like mushy. Yeah, everything happens exactly when and how it's supposed to happen. So you shouldn't feel guilty about, you know, I procrastinate too much because I'm scared. It's, like, it's okay, you're human. <laughs> but try to get around to it some stage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks so much, Alison, for coming in and sharing your perspective and your journey on just expat life, career, and burnout. And just to close things out, I would love for you to just give a piece of advice to any expats that may be listening that are experiencing burnout right now. Mm, oh gee I guess I would say yeah recognize it for what it is and you know know that you're it's it's not your fault it's it's a natural thing that happens to a lot of people and know that you're going to be okay there is you know light at the end of the tunnel um, you need to do what feels best for you um, and try to talk to somebody about it whether that's a coach or just your best friend who will listen so that you can actually see that there is light at the end of the tunnel and slowly work your way towards that because it can feel really like you're alone if you're struggling um, but if you just have someone who will listen and show you that there is a, a different perspective and just look over here you know there's something to look forward to uh, that can really change your outlook and and help you make slow steps um, towards recovery I guess you could call it yeah no, it really is. Slow steps. Yeah. And there is beauty on the other side as well. <laughs> there is. There is. I wouldn't be here had I not experienced that. So, yeah. <laughs> Very true. Thank you so much, Allison, for coming and sharing. Until next time, this is your host, Mari Sol, signing off. I will make sure to drop um, Allison's links in the description so that any of you who want to reach out to Allison and connect with her are able to do so. So until next time, this is your host, Mari Sol, signing off from Rotterdam. Bye. Thanks for catching this episode of Roaming the Now. If you have not already, make sure to like and subscribe. And if you want to discover your unique personality while living abroad, visit quiz.connectwithmarisol.com. And as always, wherever you are in the world, I hope you are enjoying Roaming the Now.